Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your Good morning, Andrew. Well, good morning, sir. Here we are in the first week of this new year. I am still just stoked and excited about it, waiting to see what comes next. Well, there is a little glow about you. <laughs> That's the Java. <laughs> That's the Java. <laughs> no, it is. It's it's a great new year, and we're excited for everyone that's joining in on Text Talk and their New Year's in order with Bible readings and devotions, yeah. and we're just so glad that you're here. Absolutely. Let's stick with this one. Let's stick with reading the Scripture and talking about it every day. So Matthew 18, what do you yep. want to read for us? All right, so we're going to continue on reading our discussion of Matthew 18. I'm going to read verses 6 through 9 from the New King James Version, Matthew 18, verse 6. Jesus is speaking. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. I'd like to make a an assertion. Okay. So it seems as if, okay, now we've moved into a new paragraph. Now we're talking about a new thing. From yesterday, From yesterday's when conversation. Jesus had brought a child into the midst of the apostles who were arguing about who is the greatest. Yeah, so now we're not talking about being greatest. We're just talking about not putting out stumbling blocks. I think, however, that Matthew, in a literary fashion, is, is setting up a section of Scripture with some stories and vignettes that actually all go together. Mm-hmm. That while we could pull each vignette out, and there are things that we could learn from them just as they are, yeah, e- even separated from their context, but in context, I think we're supposed to be driving in a direction of what does this humility look like. So we've used a word on the program before, an inclusio. Inclusio. Are you seeing an inclusio here in the Gospel of Matthew? Well, I absolutely am. So I read a fascinating article uh, not too long ago by David McClister, mm-hmm. and he would highlight that there looks like there's an inclusio in Jesus's references to his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay. We have a couple of different statements about that. So he sees a section here between two declarations about the resurrection. So back in chapter 17 and verse 22, Jesus talks about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And then we get into chapter 20, and in verses 17 through 19, we find that as well. And he actually has it lined out as a as a chiasm hmm. between those two different things. And and it's, it's actually a pretty neat little construction, and I don't yeah. want to... I, I think that's, and for him, what you get to is the very central thing of what is in heaven we need to do on earth, Okay, where that statement gets made smack in the middle of all this. Now, of course, if that is a chiastic structure from those two paragraph endings, then you're probably going to be able to find <laughs> others yeah. in between. Yeah, within them. And that, you know, that's what I noticed. So if he's got that right, then then the section I'm looking at is in the middle of this mm-hmm. section he's proposing, 
But at the very least, you know, here's what I see. I see something at the beginning of chapter 18 that is about being humble like a child and the kingdom belonging to people who are children. Even bringing a child into their midst, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you get to chapter 19, verses 13 through 15, oh. and we're back to that same thing again. What's it It's saying? about the children. Then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them, and they went away. Mm-hmm. So there's there seems to be a bit of an inclusio there. This yeah. thing about the children. Now the other thing, well, it, to... the children, and then that the, the, that such are the kingdom of heaven. I mean, yeah. that's. Uh... But one of the other things, even if even if this idea of trying to talk about some type of literary structure of inclusio and chiasms and all that, I tell you what. Even outside of both of those suggestions, we're going to get to chapter 20, where James and John, in verse 20, start trying to present themselves as the greatest. Mm-hmm. Can we be the greatest? Stir it in up fact, again. We're, we're going to get my, our mom to come in here and ask you if we can be the greatest, if we can sit on your right and on your left hand. Well, if anyone can make a case, it's probably mom, because moms, the boy, they're... Yeah, <laughs> they love Here, their boys. Yeah, but here's the point I'm trying to make on this: is that whether we can actually find a literary construction, like a chiastic structure or a parallelism structure or an inclusio structure, there's something you have to admit about these two, three chapters. It's over and over again about this idea of being humble, mm-hmm. of not competing, of, of stop yeah. trying. And, and yeah. it's like these apostles, even as Jesus rebukes them. And challenges them and and tries to draw them back, it's like they just keep going to it. They keep going to it. And I listen, well, I they, feel it. I uh, this is me. I'm seeing me say, in all of this. That is a great lesson right there of the process of growing in faith and trying to be obedient and to serve the Lord. And yet these we have these recurring temptations or these recurring struggles. And I, I sure thank God for his long suffering as patience with us. Here's why I bring this up is because I want us to see when we move into this next paragraph that talks about stumbling blocks, rather than our mind thinking we've moved to a new section, Mm -hmm. I think what we're starting to see is some vignettes and some stories that are actually going to tell us, here's what it looks like to be humble. To be converted like a little child. To be converted and become like a little child. So verse 5 kind of gave that that litmus test. Whoever receives one such child... Mm -hmm receives me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're the kind of person who can be with the least, the last, the lowly, mm-hmm. if, if you're that kind of person who's not afraid that their humiliation is going to rub off on you and make you look bad, you're not competing to be around the rich and the powerful and the wealthy because you hope that will rub off on you and make you influential and powerful. If, if you can receive even this child, mm-hmm. the lowliest, mm-hmm. Then, then you're you, you're moving to that humility. You have that humility, and then he moves into in the midst of this discussion about receiving as opposed to despising, and his big point is don't put stumbling blocks. Yeah, don't put stumbling blocks before these little ones, these these ones who have put their faith in me, who have accepted being the least and the last and the lowly. Don't scandalize them scandalize them don't put the offending stumbling rock in front of them right so you've got you you use the word there about scandalizing and and i think that's helpful to us uh to explore that for just a little bit because some people may wonder what the deal is with a stumbling block we know it's bad Mm -hmm. okay if you want to hang a millstone around someone and drown them for it it's it's bad 
better to maim yourself than to be involved with this. It, it, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. So what is this word, Edwin? So we've got the word scandalon, which is like the stumbling stone. Okay. Or scandalizo. That is the, the to cause someone to stumble. Okay. And our word scandalize comes from it. Let's not make the mistake of, oh, if our, our word scandalize, we know how that's used in modern terms. So that must be what's going on here. But I do think we should see it as scandalous to do this. Okay. It should be in our minds a scandal mm-hmm. to cause someone to stumble, to put the stumbling block before them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the humble person, well, let me back up. The arrogant, proud person says, I have a right. I okay. have a right. I like this. I want this. I can do this. You can't prove it's wrong. I have a right. But the humble person yeah. says, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to forego my rights in order to keep from causing you to stumble. I'm, I'm going to be concerned about your walk as well as my walk. Maybe there's a danger here, a warning even about pride, that we can get so caught up in wanting to be the greatest and the best. Uh, we're willing to trip other people up and do what's ever necessary to knock them down and bring them down. And the idea that, well, that builds me up when I tear them down. I know, you know, we didn't read verse 10, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. Mm, but I do yeah. think that goes along with this this paragraph, receiving, don't despise. And in the middle of that, we are despising little ones. If we're saying, I care so little about you that I don't, I don't care if I drop a rock right in front of you and cause you to sin. Do you think that um, the child is still sitting there when this teaching's going on? I mean, the, the way this paragraph flows to me, I, I get a sense that that he is, that we've got the kid, he's the object lesson of humility, and then some more, you know, talking here about the, the treatment, he becomes the, I guess, personification of the, of the humble spirit and the one who really is great in God's eyes for humility. Um, but I, I can't help but think really about about children for a minute. And we live in terrible times. Um, where there's, I mean, you just hear news stories about awful things being done to children, mm. you know, whether it's some type of abuse or manipulation or trafficking, things like this. And it breaks my heart to think it really does scandalize me. And I hope it does scandalize people yeah. to know that uh, such wickedness and evil is perpetrated against children. That is not in God's will or plan. This is unrighteous. It's evil and it, you know, it needs to be stopped. Um, I just need to say that. <laughs> I just I, had to get it off my heart. I believe that is all true, and I believe we should be thinking about it. Well, look, his whole point is the kids are the least, the last, and the lowly. Yeah. They absolutely are. That being said, I want to add to that. Mm-hmm. I, this this mm-hmm. is an add to, not a take away from what you just said. Yeah. Because I think he's using them as this object lesson, and he's saying just like that, the the folks who humbly submit, who aren't worried about competing to be the greatest, mm-hmm. who who don't even think they have the dog in the fight, and you don't think they have a dog in the fight for being the greatest in the kingdom. They are like these little ones, and we should treat them exactly the same way, protecting, preserving yeah. their souls, their eternities, their real life. And, you know, one of the things is, to me, I feel like over the last couple of years, I, I've I've seen where what's well, like a pendulum swing. You know, mm-hmm. used to we would mm-hmm. hear all the sermons about don't be a stumbling block, don't be a stumbling block. Right. And right. and now 
what I seem to hear is this pushback against that. That if you if you make a case about don't do this because you're going to cause someone to sin, don't do this because it's a stumbling block, there's always the person that jumps up and says, well, it's their responsibility whether or not they're going to sin. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, absolutely it is their responsibility. And, you know, the, the thing about it is, is that, yes, when, when I stand before God in judgment, I'm not going to be able to say, well, Lord, I did this, but he was a stumbling block. It's his fault. And God's not going to say, oh, you're right. He was a stumbling block. Enter in, good and faithful servant. No, he's going to say to me, depart from me. You, you didn't do my will. Right. You, right. You, you were responsible not to stumble over that rock. But at the same time, I think when someone has been a stumbling rock, yeah. has caused others to sin, has laid that temptation before others, when they stand before God, they're not going to be able to say, well, look, they were responsible. Well, yeah, they were responsible. And because they were responsible, they're they're going to face judgment on those terms. But let me tell you, one of your responsibilities was don't be a stumbling block. Right, exactly. You're going to bear that. You're going to have to answer. Yeah, don't put these causes for sin before these folks. Well, I see such a, a strong warning against participating in sin and causing sin when you look at this this sort of uh, um well what's the word i mean i believe it's hyperbole but the activities to take to avoid sin and whether that's i'm participating in sin but even i mean let's connect it bringing someone else to sin being that temptation and that force for evil in someone else's life he's like Cut your hand off before you do that. Pluck your eye out before you do that. Okay, hyperbole. But that ought to teach me how serious a thing it is that I involve myself with sin or involve anyone else in sin. Don't do that. I I think what you just said there is so important, Andrew, because what we have a tendency to do is, again, think these two sentences are talking about something else. Mm -hmm. He was talking about me causing someone to stumble. Now he's talking about me stumbling, and I need to watch out for my stumbling. But my stumbling is in the context of causing others causing to stumble. Causing others to stumble. Yeah. And so the, 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 the thing that when I stumble, mm-hmm. my hand, my foot, my eye, it's because I am pursuing something that makes me a stumbling block to others. Mm-hmm. And he is saying it is so important for you to not be a stumbling block. Be humble enough to cut off your hand. Mm-hmm. Be humble enough to cut off your foot. Don't, don't be self-righteous. Don't be proud. Don't be arrogant. Don't have the hubris that I get to keep my hand because it is mine and I have a right to it. No, don't be a stumbling block. Yes, that is hyperbole. Yes, that's metaphor. I understand that. We're not talking about literally cutting off hands. But it's the idea that these things that I think are so important don't hang on Mm -hmm. to them at the expense Mm -hmm. of the souls of those people around us. This is a great reading to me. I'm taking this to heart today. I'm a little fired up about it, but we're out of time. So would you lead us in prayer? Lord God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Humble us. And please, Lord, do not let us be stumbling stones. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne!